Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is The Vault by Access Hollywood. We're taking you on an epic journey into the heart of Hollywood with iconic interviews and fascinating conversations from the biggest stars in the business. The Vault opens now. Welcome back to the podcast. This is The Vault by Access Hollywood, and we are about to press play on some throwback clips. You are not going to want to miss. I am Zuri Hall. I'm Scott Evans. And we are currently doing the Cabbage Patch. Uh. Because we're uh-huh. excited, and that's the dance you do when there's so much to be thankful for. Listen. It's an exciting day, Scott. More than just turkey. Oh, my gosh. So much more than turkey. Because today, we're sharing some very special clips with you all that Sky and I are so thankful for. These are clips from interviews that we've actually done. That is right. As we all know, this week is Thanksgiving. And even though this year has been <clears throat> a bit different and a bit <clears throat> challenging. Uh, There's still a lot to cherish and there is always something to reflect on and be grateful for, um, especially as we wind down 2020. Um, In general, what what are you thankful for, man? Like what's got you feeling the gratitude right now? I'll be honest with you. I am most thankful for this year. Just the fact that my family is healthy, that they are all still here, Mm -hmm. but we're all also able to reach each other. I mean, there are so many people who are separated from their families um, or have lost their their very dear loved ones this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm thankful for that that we're mm-hmm. still all able to touch each other, hug each other, love each other. That's great. How about you? That's great. I am. I mean, I'm thankful for the same. 100. percent My family is my everything. They are farther than I would like. I'm from Ohio. All of my family is there. I don't have any close family out in in LA. Um, but I'm thankful for friends that feel like family, and um, I'm thankful especially for my health, for the health of my loved ones. You know, this year has definitely. Shown us, you know, you can't take a day for granted, an hour, a minute. You know, I've seen things change from minute to minute this year in in a way that really makes you appreciate what you've got while you've got it. Um, I'm I'm grateful for that lesson. As painful as this year has been, I am grateful that my heart was open enough to receive the lesson instead of rebuke it. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I I will carry with me for the rest of my life. And hopefully that that does me well, that, that serves me and the people that. I love um, because I'm not taking it for granted. Um, Exactly. I'm thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful for you, my great co-host. I'm thankful for Access Hollywood. I'm thankful for my family, for my health, for my job. I love what I do. I feel more blessed than ever to be able to get to still do what I love, Um, especially right now when um, it's more clear than ever that just being employed is a blessing, you know? So um, I'm grateful for for all of it, all Mm -hmm. of it. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Blessings on blessings on blessings. I I also do want to say, like, to shout out people who may be feeling particularly alone during Thanksgiving, people who don't have family that they can go have dinner with. Um, They're not maybe close to friends who invite them to come share that uh, traditional 
spread on Thanksgiving day that we're thinking about them, that we are um, praying alongside them and with them and for them and that they're not as, as, as much as it may feel like right now, they are not alone. This Mm -hmm. is one of the times of the year. I feel like sometimes we get caught up in the, what we want or what we need and, and can sometimes forget those people who um, don't have Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. always thinking, just always thinking about them of too. Of course, of course. If you're listening right now, we see you and we send you love. And we're yeah. grateful that you're spending this time with us. That's what we're thankful for. You listening right now. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you say we get to the first clip, huh? Let's do it. What clip are you thankful for? Talk okay. to me about one of your interviews. Here we go. Okay. Starting things off, I want to talk about an interview that I did with the great Sir Lawrence Fishburne. I don't know if he's actually been knighted by the queen, but he should have been he's by been now. knighted by the vault. Right? Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <Sir> Fishborn. <laughs> I like it. I like the sound of it. So we 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 met up back in May. Um, and during this interview, we got on the subject of roles that he's actually passed on. Mm-hmm. Listen to what he had this. Just listen to this. Is there a role that you passed on? that you wish you hadn't? No, there isn't a role that I've passed on that I wish I hadn't, no. Okay. Um, There is a role that I passed on that uh, I'm happy I passed on because the cat that did it, um, it was his star-making role. Oh, you gotta tell me, you gotta tell me. And that was um, Sam Jackson's performance in Pulp Fiction. Wait. Yeah. Tarantino wrote that part with me in mind. I read the script. I didn't really get it. I didn't. I didn't. You know, you don't, everybody doesn't get everything. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get it. Um, Sam wound up playing the part and it was his star making, it was his star making performance. You're telling me you almost were the Royale with cheese? I was almost the Royale with cheese. I was almost, am I speaking to you, Brad? I was almost that guy. <laughs> but see, but see, here's the thing. I'm not, I'm very happy that I, that I turned it down. Because yeah. what happens is Sam takes that movie and puts it in his pocket and walks away with it. I'm about to watch Pulp Fiction today and just watch imagine. And just imagine. Because it's, it's you win either way, honestly. Well, but, but you know, when a guy, when Tim Roth says, how do I know which one is your when he asked about the wallet? How do I know it's your wallet? It's the one that says bad motherfucker on it. Now come on. That's some Sam Jackson shit now. Come on. I can you know, I do it. It's all right. It's all right. But, but you know, Sam does this. And when they walk in, they got the t-shirts on and they when they got the shorts on, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> I mean, the question's rhetorical, but why are you thankful for that epic clip, Scott? Because it was one, a story I'd never heard before. And yeah. it was a part of an interview that we were talking for 45 minutes. Like we were just boys catching up, mm-hmm. you know, and it was, it, it was in May. So we were, we had just begun the like fatigue of quarantine. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was it was a little bit of escape. It was a little bit of that. And in the same conversation, I'd ask him, did have you seen Contagion lately? 
He was like, brother, I just mm-hmm. watched it this week. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was cool to know he was kind of thinking about, you know, going through all the same things that we all were. Yeah. Um, yeah. especially since he starred in in Contagion. So Yeah, yeah. I loved him talking about um how glad he was that Samuel L. Jackson got the part, right? That mm-hmm. that he just it was his. It was his. Those certain lines you can only have Samuel L. Jackson saying at this point, that's just how synonymous his performance is with Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, but I also love hearing those sorts of stories uh, because you get to hear an actor be gracious about an opportunity that they didn't get, that maybe mm-hmm. they passed on or maybe they missed whatever it is. But when they can look back on it in a celebratory way, mm-hmm. um, I think it goes right back to that theme of thankfulness and gratitude. They're not so bitter or caught up in what could have been or what should have been or right. what wasn't that they can't celebrate whoever was blessed with that experience. So I love that you hear the joy and the pride coming from Fishburne talking mm-hmm. about Jackson. He also told me in this interview to call him Fish. So he's in my phone now as Fish. Okay, Fish. What up, Fish? I like it. I like it. Okay, so moving right along in our lovely special Thanksgiving episode. Okay, so I want to revisit a clip that I uh, really love. I love this sit down, this interview. I did it earlier this year with the incredible, the iconic, the legendary, and I do not use those words lightly, with this woman, Gloria Steinem. So during our conversation, uh, we talked about her groundbreaking interview with Meghan Markle. So listen to what she had to say. We obviously know that you are such an inspiration to her because she made that so clear in the conversation. I would just be curious to know, how does Megan inspire you? Because I know that she certainly inspires me well, and many other women of color for so many reasons. inspiration to me because she has uh, a kind of stereotype hanging over her head, which is princess. You know, there, there was, I think there was a book once called uh, the, uh, A Princess Ate My Daughter. You know, oh, I'm going to have to Google that. <laughs> the whole idea of, of princess is, you know, is, is a problem. I mean, we had a whole revolution to get rid of royalty. <laughs> so uh, she, she, Meg is, is herself smart, authentic, funny, uh, political. She came home to vote. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we did and why she came to see me was we sat at the dining room table here where I am right now and cold called voters Wow! and said, hello, I'm Meg and hello, I'm Gloria. And are you going to vote? Right. (laughs) That was her initiative. If they weren't before, I bet you they were after that call. (laughs) Okay. So can I just say, the fact that Gloria came out swinging, <laughs> that was my first thing. I, I'm thankful for that clip because one, I got to speak with a legend. Like, And when I say legend, this transcends Hollywood. This transcends glitz and glamour. Um, Steinem is just the definition of a woman who is for women and has dedicated her life to the service of an advancement mm-hmm. of women and to have the opportunity to speak to her at all. Um, I mean, I remember when that story first hit and it got picked up globally. I mean, we were on T- Time Magazine, ran it, Daily Mail, People. Like it was just all over the place because everyone was surprised by that little bit of news that was broken, which was that Meghan Markle was cold calling uh, voters, <laughs> you know, potential voters with Gloria Steinem. Um, and more than anything, I just love that that is what she said. I loved to hear that Gloria and Megan in their free time 
with no cameras, no mm-hmm. anything, we're picking up the phone and encouraging people to exercise their right, their privilege to vote. And that's it. And it wasn't a press thing. It wasn't a PR thing. I had just asked that question because I wanted to know the answer, but it wasn't like that was a talking point or that was a thing we wanted to get across. You know what right. I mean? Right, so right. It came from a very authentic, genuine place. And, and I just love that she went there with me. And, and I love uh, that we were able to get that message out because of what she was willing to share. Um, but yeah, she was really insightful and informative. Um, we talked about, you know, legendary RBG. Like it was just one of those conversations where I'll remember that for the rest of my life. Cause yeah. that's one of those people that you do not often have access to, um, let alone, um, with them being willing to share what she shared. So I just love that she's also kicking it with Meghan Markle. Right. They're just both such inspirations. They're inspirations for not just women, but uh, people everywhere. Okay. So wait, in keeping with the inspiration kind of theme, I'm going to, I'm going to offer my next clip then uh, in the same vein. Okay. Uh, Kedron Bryant. Now the Mm -hmm. name may ring familiar. It may not, but his song, his voice surely will. He's a very talented singer. He's 12 years old at the time. And he recorded this original song written by his mother, I Just Want to Live. Now, the song was in response to the killing of George Floyd earlier this year. And they posted it on Instagram and it blew up. Everybody was talking about it. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing the video and before even asking if it was okay, reaching out uh, through Instagram and booking them for the show. Mm -hmm. And so was able to connect with Kedron and surprise Kedron and his mother uh, with one of their most favorite gospel artists. He's since signed a record deal. Warner Records released the single in honor of Juneteenth and 100% of the proceeds went to the NAACP. Uh, Amazon Music donated a dollar for every stream, up to $50,000. That also went to the NAACP. LeBron James, Will Smith, President Obama, everybody I mean, there was such an immense outpouring of love and and appreciation Mm -hmm. for the song. So when I sat down with Kedron and his mom on a Zoom call, I had a little surprise for them. That surprise was Greg Franklin. Here's what happened. You know, as as a young gospel singer, I feel like, you know, there are people that you may admire. There are people that you may look up to. Is that Kirk Franklin? Is that yes. crash? You just crashed our <laughs> Zoom? This is incredible. This is incredible. Young boy. Ah, young boy, you cold. (laughs) Thank you. Young boy, you cold. You cold. You cold. Listen, I want to tell you, um, I was adopted. I didn't have a father. I was raised without a strong black presence, made a lot of mistakes. And to see the next generation like your beautiful son. What's your name, youngin? Oh, my name is Kedron Bryant. Kedron. Kedron. Yes, sir. Fresh. That's fresh. Uh, to be able to see young men like Hedron just be able to stand in the midst of all this pain and tragedy and to be able to have such a, a sound of hope, bro, we needed you. We needed you. We, 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 
you are right on time, man. God is using you right on time. I need for you to know, Kijun, you have the ability to make a difference. All it takes is one light, a room. It can be a huge room of darkness. One little match can change the temperature and the spirit of that room. Kijun, you are that little match, bro. Mm. Don't you just want to? Oh. I, I could listen to Kirk Franklin. Listen, every when day. he first kept that first word, I was like, oh my God, it's Kirk. <laughs> it's Kirk. When he said, young boy, first young boy, I was like, oh, <laughs> right. I would die. I would just die. That was so sweet. They jumped out of their chairs. It was you could awesome. hear it. I could just feel it. I was like, a chair just flipped. Somebody yeah. just ran out there. Had the, the dog shot. barking. It was great. I remember texting with you that day, that morning, before you, you know, did the interview and like sending the good energy. I said a prayer before you went into it too. Just all of the the positive vibes that swirled around that moment, everything having to go right, all of those energies having to be aligned. That was a mm-hmm. really special moment. Yeah. And I mean, so for very obvious reasons, I think it was, it has been something I'm, I'm really thankful for, but maybe something less obvious is that it was a, a contribution in some toward a major life change for this family, right? It's like they were um, this mother son kind of, uh, she is a writer. He is a singer, um, performing team, performing group, ensemble or duo. And to know that now she's going to be able to write uh, music for him uh, or will continue to write music for him. And he is a signed artist uh, living his dream. And a lot of, he's got a, a, a Christmas album coming out. Mm. Um, it's a really, it was just a really cool moment. Aww. Well, we are yeah. sending you love, Kedron. Keep killing it. You're doing your thing, man. Ah! Doing your thing. <laughs> um, well, you know, we talked a little bit about that moment and obviously uh his his blessing us with his voice in the in the middle of so much darkness was needed because look, there's no way to sugarcoat it. This year has been tough. It's been tough. really difficult on all of us for so many different reasons. And one of the most challenging moments, um, was when we learned about Chadwick Boseman passing away. We lost him at just 43 years young uh, after a four-year battle with colon cancer. He was such a talented individual. He had so much more to give us. After Chadwick passed, I was uh, able to sit down with his friend and his co-star, Anthony Mackey, and I asked Anthony, uh, who is hilarious, by the way, this is such a sweet memory, uh, to share some thoughts and some memories about Chadwick. So here's what he had to say. We lost Chadwick Boseman, one of the greatest to do it. He was a co-worker and a friend of yours. And if you don't mind my asking, I just wanted to know uh, if you could share with us what you'll remember most about Chadwick, because people have, you know, been sharing such beautiful memories. Uh, you know, I've known Chad since 1998. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Chad was, as I described him to him, uh, Chad was always a strange fellow. So the first time I met Chad was at Howard University. He was in a black box theater and he was about to direct a play. And uh, I walked in because they have a large uh, Elizabeth Catlett collection, the largest in the country. And I went down to see their Catlett collection. Uh, if you don't know, Elizabeth Catlett, amazing American, uh, African-American female artist. Check out her work, gangster. Um, so I went to go see her collection at Howard. And... My girlfriend at the time was like, yo, you should come meet my friend Chad. Uh, 
So I walk in and he's in an office chair spinning around the theater by himself. Oh, gosh. And I'm like, yo, what's up, man? He goes, don't break my vibe. I'm fucking. <laughs> he and said, I'm your oh, Nice to meet you. And he just went spinning around. Kept spinning, catching the vibe, catching the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I, I, the one thing I can always say is Chad was always Chad, and I loved him for that. And the amount of c celebrity he garnered so quickly, uh, the amount of acknowledgement he garnered so quickly uh, with being such huge, iconic figures, that never went to his head. Um, he was the same dude every time I saw him, and he never changed his number. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. That was a recent one for me, actually, um, speaking with Anthony. And it was so heartwarming to hear that story. And the really the biggest reason that I'm thankful for that clip is because of what it reminds me and reminds us about the people we love and how we still feel them after they're gone. You know, we, we all have lost someone at some point who we, we love and was close to us. And the fact that, you know, even at the beginning of that story, that memory, even though it's somber, what we're discussing, and obviously this amazing and talented man has passed, but Anthony had a smile on his face, even at the start of talking about Chadwick, just the thought of the first time he encountered Chadwick Boseman. You couldn't sit in the grief of having lost him recently because the memory of having had him just filled you with so much joy. So that was really special to see. And it was comforting. It's really nice to be able to laugh at, at memories about people we love who are not with us anymore because the memories stay. And I'm so grateful for that in my personal life with people who I love who passed on. I'm sure the same for you, Scott. So it was really sweet to, to have Anthony share that in that way. And I love that the story wasn't, you know, some, oh, he was perfect and awesome. And I was like, wow, this is the coolest kid in the room. And I just want to be his friend. He was like, nah, Chad was a little weird, <laughs> but with love. And that's it, right? Like, I am sure a friend or two would describe me that way. I have a friend or two <laughs> who I would describe with even more adjectives. <laughs> Scott, and yes, uh, Scott I would. <laughs> I mean, I, I would definitely say that you are the equivalent of walking into a room spinning in a chair. By well, I want to be offended. No, that's it in love. I have a smile on my face. You're that in love. I can't stand you. But that's true. As long as you're smiling, I don't mind it. As long yeah, as no. me, they smile. That's I'll love. Take it. I'll it's take it. it is it's it's cool also, you know, to know that there are so many people who have such good things to say about Chadwick. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we the, in our job, especially when you lose someone unexpectedly, it becomes our 
responsibility to gather as many of those stories of knowing him, of experiencing him, of meeting him um, that you possibly can. And so, so many of them fall into alignment with one another and that he was just this energy that um, cut through all of the like, here's how we typically do things or here's what you may have expected this experience to be like. You know, I think about Michael B. Jordan talking about when he left the role, um, uh, the soap opera role, how he also had created some guidelines for the next person who would come in to take the role, which who, which would, who would be Michael B. Jordan and how, you know, he, he, in his kind of tribute to him in Michael B's tribute to Chadwick on Instagram, he's talked about how you made a way for me before you even knew me, how you created a space that would be better for me than it was for you. Yeah. That is the epitome of a legacy. Yeah. It is the epitome of, um, to me, greatness. Oh, so you absolutely. leave situations better than you you found them. And so to know that people do have that, it it is, it is, it makes the losing him sweeter, maybe a little better, but also maybe a little bit harder. You know, 10 years is all we really had with him as far as work was concerned. And he did um, so much in such a short amount of time, 43 yeah. years old, you know, yeah. and, and even after his passing to still have been blessed with new work, you know, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom coming out on Netflix after his passing, obviously. And to think that he knew in those last four years that he was working on borrowed time, it, it makes everything that we watch and enjoy that he gave us um, a little more bittersweet right? Because he knew that entire time what he was doing and how much time he did or didn't maybe have to to do the things that he wanted to do. Okay. How about we go to another great? Ooh, please. Love a great. Okay. The year 2019. Okay. So last year. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Perfect. The great Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Right? You get it. Ohioan. Let's go. She's from Columbus. Okay, so this is a really short moment during our discussion, but it's one that really stuck with me. Here, listen. You say that you that there's the Oscar night, that you don't really quite no, remember no. all of that. No. Is that right? I don't remember any of it. None of it? I only it? know what happened because I see it on television. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. It, it's, it's left me, yeah. Like a blur. Like a blur. Well, I'm so glad we have that moment. Me too. Mm-hmm. So Forever. I can remember it myself. I was just with Denzel yesterday, um, and to have that situation, to have that experience, yeah. where the two of you are on that stage, yes. it's an incredible, incredible thing. What? She won the Oscar for 2002 for Best Actress, and she can't remember the night. At all. Like, she doesn't remember her speech. She doesn't remember her, what, what happens when her name was called. I said, how do you not remember it? She said, I, honestly, it was like I left, mm-hmm. and it is a blur to me. Yeah. And that she, the part that she does remember, she's like, I don't know if I actually remember that or if I've just seen it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I know how bizarre to relive one's life via other people's accounts, via footage that you've seen, but not have an actual like tangible memory because it was such a blur. But how could a night like that not be? I mean, at that point she made history. I remember it. If Hallie don't, she can, you girl, you can call me up anytime. I'll tell you what you wore. I'll tell (laughs) you, you know, uh, secondhand, which smelled like that dress. dress. I wanted to show up. I was in high school, I think when this happened and I was maybe a freshman, but at my school, it was so small. You could go all like four years. And I wanted so badly to wear the dress with the sheer. And when I tell you, my daddy was like, oh, I'm going to tell you what we're not going to do. What did he say? Oh, no, (laughs) no, no. Oh, no, no. (laughs) All he had to do was blink at me with the no, no, no. Um, But you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to get my little pixie wig and have my little sheer uh, moment with the belly button showing. She was so stunning that night. And I remember as a little black girl in Ohio watching. I'd seen Monsters Ball at that point. I was a teenager. Uh, And I remember the performance was just so heavy and raw. That is the perfect word for it. Um, And she just gave so much of herself. And I just remember reeling from it. And I was just getting around the age where I was even allowed to watch performances like that, right? Or a movie of a certain rating. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw her take the stage and that juxtaposition of Mm -hmm. everything she gave on the screen, everything she poured into that character in Monsters Ball, and then all of that grace and poise and sort of like fevered anxious excitement on the stage she was near tears the speech from what I remember was just beautiful and gracious and she was just in awe and she was the first and only to this day actually black woman to win the Oscar for best actress so we were watching history be made 18 18 years years ago ago. which says uh, it says more it says a couple of things, right? Not just about the Academy, but also about the roles that are out there and how, um, <clears throat> the, and the creators who are creating them. So I'm just excited to see what these next few years bring. I know there's so mm-hmm. much talent. There's so, and there's so much being worked on right now um, that I can't imagine it's going to be that way for, for much longer. Not much longer. It is time. It is time. And I can't wait to watch it. Can't wait to witness it, be a part of it, report mm-hmm. on it, all of it. Um, okay. How about we lighten things up a little bit with a spoonful of sugar? Uh-oh. What I'm trying to say, Scott, is this next clip, it comes from a 2019 interview that I did with Julie Andrews, the Julie Andrews. Miss Mary Poppins? Miss Mary Poppins! Yes, we know her from Mary Poppins. The Sound of Music, the hills are alive. The sound of the Exactly. Ooh, hit him with the falsetto. She also had Thoroughly Modern Millie, The Princess Diaries. The list goes on and on. She's mm-hmm. one of the most admirable actors in the world, and she's just known for being an all-around class act, right? Mary Poppins, da-da-da-da-da, Julie Andrews, um, National Treasure. We love her. But I could not help it. I had to ask one very, Uh oh, oh, very important question. Listen to this. Favorite curse word? Oh, come on. Uh, (laughs) Don't say it. You just, the letter. It could be any number of letters. I'm so sorry. Um, It depends on if you're flying. It depends on whether I'm being dropped or whether I'm just uh, uh, saying, God. Damn, kids, you know, get your act together. and That'll do it. All right. <laughs> Favorite... Is that really a curse word? I don't think so. But you're asking someone who, again, 
is like a sailor very often. So. Okay, well, as long as there's somebody in this world that's a little more no, uh, worse than I am. Okay. I think I've probably got you beat. I just, honestly, listening to it back, I'm like, what are you doing? God she, she damn. So God damn. She said, I think she was, you know, she was trying to keep it cute, you know, as she should. God damn it, man. God damn it. Even that, it just sounded so distinguished. I was like, the fact that she could even make curse words sound so distinguished. And yeah. all we got was goddamn. But something in her eye, you had to see the spark in her eye, Scott. <laughs> I knew there was she another full letter word behind that that she just wasn't going to give us on camera. Ooh, I just feel like maybe, maybe she could drop an F bomb. <laughs> that is right. A good speculation. She never said a good one, though. I mean, it, and it, it also works for so many situations. I'm thankful for that. For what? For the F word. bombs. Oh, 100 percent. You can use it a thousand different ways. Um, but that was just a fun one. I just loved talking to her. I was thankful because she's an icon, you know, one of the greats. And how often do you get to say you had a 30-minute a sit-down, a 40-minute sit-down with Mary Poppins? It was me and her on a stage in pure darkness. She made sure we got her light right. She made she yes. had all, you know, she knew what she yes. wanted. And I loved it. I lived for just watching her be in control of her environment and oh that's awesome oh goodness so she was she was really cool uh she was actually she was made a day we were talking about did uh Lawrence Fishburne get knighted Julie Andrews was made a dame by the queen back in 2002, the same year that Hallie won the Oscar. She was on a list of the 100 greatest Britons. And obviously she's an international treasure, really not even just national. Um, but it's fun just to hear someone like that just let loose. And that's know. why she couldn't cuss. Because she's a dame or dame's not allowed to cuss. There's probably a rule book somewhere. Okay. So anyways, so, okay, round us out, round us out. You said you wanted to lighten things up. So I thought we'd go to a moment where perhaps the two of us, um, <laughs> let's just say, say do you remember, do you remember you and I backstage at the 2020 Golden Globes <laughs> with our old pal, Ellen? Oh, what a time, what a time. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to call it iPad gate. Okay, no. listen to this and we're going to talk after. You're a busy woman, Game of Games, season three. It's coming. What can you tell us about it? More games, bigger uh-huh. games. There's like five new games that are crazy. Okay. Don't ask me what they are right I, now. That was my, my next question. Is, I was but ask they're, but they're, the they're, they're crazy and they're big uh, and they're good. Um, and so, yeah, Game of Games and, uh, yeah, things things are happening. We yeah. want to do this with you really quickly. There's this, there's this Disney... Um, Have you uh, seen who, the game? Who is the Disney you character? Which character you are? Right, and so yeah. we want to we want to do this oh, with yeah. you really very quickly. Yeah. And yeah, I was just like, oh god, I can't wait for this. Can't is going to be excited. awesome. Okay. Okay, we so we're going to see who you get. Here we go. Okay. You're so excited, Ellen. You're so. Uh oh. The white button, Scott. The white. You're button. so. Ex- you can't be more excited about this. Do I guess? Okay, hold on. What do you think you're going to guess? You know, my wife's waiting for me out there. What's happening? Here? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. It's not happening. Okay, one, two. Boom. Okay, there. one, two. Dory. Ooh. You got like the really cool, that's Ooh. the tiger from Jungle Book. Jungle Book. You called it. How do you feel about this, Ellie? <laughs> Congratulations. I'm a tiger. I love this. I'm a tiger. I'm, I'm not a cougar, I'm a tiger, and that makes me happy. <laughs> oh, my God. I have not. <laughs> I am crying from laughter. 
after. I have not heard or seen that video since the day it happened. Oh. Oh my God. You could literally, you could hear her voice getting louder because she's walking past (laughs) and past the microphone to get the hell out of there. It was. You you had to start your countdown. Three times? Three, two. Okay, three. Three. Two. So five. <laughs> it was terrible. So and what, then, ha- what, you, what you just heard You're was, a tiger. Yeah. She was like, great. Is that it? Is that can I go back to my that, wife now or no? Nah? Oh my God. Uh, and you'd think playing a game with the host of the game of game. Game. <laughs> <laughs> But we needed to get our game together. That was the problem. We did. Our well, iPad, the thing was it was our tech. It was our tech. If we it were shut hard, down on me. And like we every just, time I'd run the the remember it was the, the game was or the idea was we were just gonna show her and it was gonna pick what Disney character are you. It right. And all you get the, the faces on like a wheel spinning, and then when it stops, every time I'd spin character. the wheel, it wouldn't stop. Or it wouldn't recognize her face, or the screen would go off, and I was like, "How in the hell? Yeah. We have been doing this all day, and now Ellen comes back Ellen, here, and they want to act, and up. it don't want to work. Act up. I, 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 my pits are starting to sweat again. Just, just thinking about it, just right? Going PTSD, back to that it's moment, kind of like a. It really there, is. I really purposely is. didn't listen to it until we got to this because mm-hmm. I didn't want to cut it. I never wanted to relive. <laughs> it was, I love that it happened because we have that story and God knows I needed that laugh just now. That was hilarious. But in the moment, when I tell you that felt like an eternity. It was like 17 minutes eternity. of, can I go now? Right. And the fact that she was like, my wife is waiting. For and I'm pretty sure when she walked up. Right. I'm pretty sure when she walked up, this is this is the crazy part to me, or the funny part to me, is that when she walked up, I feel like she was like, cool, we're not going to do any games, right? Like, I just want to, oh you know, because it was like, really? it was the after party. Yeah. She wants to move on She's with the night, blah, blah, blah. Right, right, I was right. like, yeah, yeah, no, we don't have any games. We just have this one game. Ah, the game. Oh. It won't work. <laughs> and uh, we were committed. She was committed. not getting out of there. I was not going to not get Ellen. <laughs> You're a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very special Thanksgiving episode of The Vault by Access Hollywood. Uh, Join us again. They should come back, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because there's always more where this comes from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All they got to do is subscribe. So if you guys just go wherever you get your podcast, we are there and we are ready to crack open The Vault for you. I'm Zuri Hall. I'm Scott Evans. Thanks for joining us. The Vault by Access Hollywood is hosted by Scott Evans and Zuri Hall, produced by Access Hollywood Digital's Jenny Depper and Rebecca Zamer, and Digital Media Management's Grant Rudder, Audrey Povar, and Ryan Middledorf, and Trey Boudet. Join us next week when we open up that vault again for more iconic celebrity interviews and all things entertainment. Rate, subscribe, and share.